This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You need to know what's happening. It's, 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 it's time to get in the huddle with Carl Duke, Brian Baldinger, and Jason LaCanfora. The season is winding down, and we're getting ready for the playoffs. Chiefs are in. They win the AFC West for the eighth straight year. Browns are in. Dolphins are in, even though we have a big game coming up this weekend with the Bills. We, there's just so much at stake. If the Bills win, they win the season series, and of course they win that division again. So there's just a lot to uh, to look ahead to. Let's talk about Detroit, since you're, you mentioned them as one of the teams that maybe could go out and, and do something against the 49ers. How the hell, Jason, do these officials miss this? Now there's video out there, guys, of all three of these offensive linemen going over to the official, and you want me to believe that none of these guys said anything? They just all walked up to the official and didn't say anything, and the official was like, okay. And then the play starts, they get the two-point conversion, and yet it's called back, right? I mean, like, I just – I was frustrated for the Lions, and I thought they got robbed on this. Yeah. To hear Dan Campbell after the game, uh, his passion, you know, he's like, listen, I don't like losing. He didn't want to criticize the refs because he knows what that's about, and he was going to get fined. But this was egregious, bro. This was uh, – how do you not see that video and say, hey, I'm eligible. Coaches, talk to you before the game. Told you I'm eligible, right? That for me is the key thing. That's why they have the 90-minute meeting is to go over this stuff. And there's no way that Dan Campbell didn't tell them, hey, here's what I'm doing. Here's why I think it's within the the, the rules of the game. You know, but there's deception involved. And there's going to be three of these guys coming over to you, and they're not all going to be eligible. And if you have a problem with that, right, then let's discuss it here and nip it in the bud. Because if I need a go-to play to win this game on a two-point conversion or, you know, a, a fourth and two uh, pass, this is what I'm going to call. Like, I, I have to believe that he explained that play in its totality to them. Otherwise, what, what's the like, What's the point of telling them at all, right? If you're not going to give them the full month, right? right. If you're not right. going to explain, here's the rub, you know, a couple guys are going to go over there. They're not all going to declare. 
Um, and then the way Jared Goff uh, uh, handled it in real time, and you saw him make sure that Decker went over that. There's no doubt in my mind that they checked every box they had to check and, and that the, these officials individually or collectively dropped the ball and sort of forgot what was what and just assume, you know, that certain people had to be eligible. And and the the real shame in it is you've got a one-off game in a window that was created just for TV and you can't you can't get your TV product right. Like it th- this wasn't the 1 p.m. window on Sunday when there were 10 games being played at once. This was it. This was it. You'd think you'd have your best and brightest in New York, you know what I mean? And somebody yeah. to buzz down. Or again, you should have officiating hubs in all these stadiums if you would spend the money that's required to build the infrastructure and train people year round in the art of officiating and frankly keep people like Gene Steratore and Mike Pereira and Dean Blandell from leaving your office to go to TV to make more money. Like you're you're the league. You're the league. Each of these teams is worth billions of dollars. You can't keep you don't care enough to keep your best and brightest. Like the shame is is that it's a procedural mistake that falls through the cracks at the stadium and then also chain of command in New York, which again, um, you think they're they're not paying people real money there. They're they're not really trying like right. that's not staffed with with more people than you know necessary just in case there's not all these fail safes and catch-alls and there's not much of a safety net because the owners don't want to pay for it and you know just like they don't want to pay to really develop players in a spring league so now we'll see what this latest merger looks like the, the nfl can have their own year-round incubator for for players and officials and they could play as many exhibition games as they want, and they could try out as many rule changes as they want if they really cared about innovation and if they really cared about um, the quality of play and the integrity of the games and um, if they really cared about officiating. But maybe some of them think this stuff is good for business, you know? They just look at it as a soap opera, right? They look at it as reality TV, and these plot twists are good, and only one of us billionaires is going to get to kiss that trophy at the end of the year anyway. So this is good for business. I, I don't know, but it's shameful. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. It's shameful, no doubt. That's a great way to explain it. Guys, let's talk about the NFC South and the AFC South. Both have become a mess. Well, the NFC South has been a mess. The AFC South all of a sudden now is Colts. Texans, Jags, because the Jags have been screwing around, right? Colts take on the Texans. We're going to talk about this with Baldy on Saturday, uh, uh, Thursday and get more insight. But basically the winner's in because you're going to have a wild card winner there or potential division winner, depending. If the Jags win Sunday, they, they clinch the AFC South. But both of these divisions in the NFC South, Falcons, oh, what a mess that is, okay? Terrible. Terrible, terrible. terrible. And then the Saints 
all of a sudden, you know, they play the Saints on Sunday, and then you've got Tampa struggling to try to win this division. We know Carolina and Dave Tepper's throwing drinks on fans. I mean, this thing is uh, it's a complete Nasty. blank show right now when you talk about this division as a whole, Jason. Yeah. Um, it, it, it Look, uh, there are a lot of people who are trying to um, – you know, the coronation of Baker Mayfield three, version 3.0 uh, was happening until he had to play a game with everything on the line, and then he Baker Mayfield it up. And if you just look at that box score, you'll say, oh, well, he threw for two touchdowns again, and, you know, he got a bunch of guys involved. Well, no, not really. Like, nobody was involved except for Mike Evans for three quarters of that game. Like, the, the quarterback play was – he was outplayed badly by Derek Carr through three quarters of that game. You know, and then he threw a desperation pass to Godwin in, in injury in garbage time, you know, and it padded the box score right. and made it look closer than it was. But that was one-way traffic, and there were key turnovers. And Dennis Allen's defense had those guys locked down. Um, and then, you know, I looked at New Orleans, and you would say they could take care of business against Atlanta at home. And as you know, Carl, Atlanta's been hot garbage on the road for a long time. But you look at the Saints and some of their trends when they're favored at home, and it's not its not real pretty. Um, from, a, from a betting standpoint, covering, and even from a wins and losses standpoint. And so it's like every time somebody in that division has had a chance to be the man, right? It started with Atlanta probably six weeks ago, and you look at their schedule and said, well, maybe this Heineke thing, right? They just won't F it up as much at the quarterback spot. And it's a really good defense, and they can run the ball four different ways, right? And then they effed it up. And then Todd Bowles was there, right? And his team had a chance to, well, if they take care of business at home, they played six road games in an eight-game stretch, and they're still first place in the division somehow, and then they screw it up. So part of me is like, Dennis Allen will screw this. Like, now it's sitting there for Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. There's a big part of me that thinks those two will jack it up because – <laughs> right? And then this thing will be in total chaos by, you know, 3.30 Eastern time Sunday afternoon. Um, I, I have a hard time stumping for, for, for any of these teams. Um, I, I, you go back to the first game, the Saints somehow had 444 yards against these guys, but went 0-5 in the red zone. You know, Atlanta ran up 230 rushing yards, basically. Um, I don't know. I mean, maybe Atlanta – like, the Saints can't stop the run. Who knows? Maybe Atlanta rises up and and wins this game. Um, And then you you would also think, as bad as Tampa screwed up, they can't lose to Carolina, right? No. Like, they can't can't lose to, to Carolina, can they? I mean, no. Todd Bowles is going to blitz the hell out of out of Bryce Young, right? And that worked really well the first time they faced him. Hell, it's worked for everybody who's done it pretty much against Bryce Young. And that they'll render this Saints game, you know, a, a moot point because they'll find a way to beat the Panthers even if, if it's 6-3. That's um, right. So I would think they still take care of business, um, but it'll probably be – It'll probably be screwing, you know. It'll probably be a, a tough go of it for fans of all those the three teams that are at least whatever somewhat viable. 